Welcome to the Wodesman Podcast, catching up with all things bushcraft, wild camping and the great outdoors. So hello guys and welcome to the first episode of the Wodesman Podcast for the year 2024 and a big thank you to all of you for listening and tuning in. This episode is actually recorded just before the Christmas festivities and New Year, about a week before when myself, Tom, Backgarden Bushcraft and Owen, Obi Outdoors met up for a really nice camp. Emma and Ellie were there, so we both had our respective partners and it was a really nice time to catch up after such a long hiatus through 2023. It was a really busy year, obviously Tom with his new job, myself with loads of self-employed stuff going on and to be honest with Tom getting his woodland he's been spending loads of time down there which is absolutely justifiable so it was a really nice time for us to get together and meet up for this camp out trip which you're going to hear just shortly after this brief introduction. So to kick start off the episode I just wanted to again wish everyone a very happy new year and also kick start with a bit of a tradition here on the Wozeman which is bush illusions. So I'm not going to share my bush solution, which is my new year resolution for bushcraft because I'm going to hold back until you guys have sent in some of yours and I'm with Tom so that we can both share our ones together along with yours. So as always if any of you guys have any new year's resolutions to do with your outdoor journey, bushcraft, hunting, overlanding, van life, um, wild camping, hiking, anything like that, send it in send us exactly what your plan for this year is, what goals you have, what you want to crack, and if there's anything that we can do to help you. So if we can do an episode discussing firelighting, or if we can do an episode discussing foraging, or navigation, shelter building, anything like that, please let us know and we'll do our best to help you fulfill your bush solution. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode coming ahead. And yeah, stay safe, have a great 2024, and I can't wait, like I'm sure Tom can't, to hear your bush solutions. The Wodesman Podcast is proud to bring you a unique opportunity from the State Detective, whose mission is to source and offer their followers some of the best beef products on the market. Use the code WODESMAN20 to receive 10% off of your order, and also award 10% to help support the Bearded Fisherman a UK-based charity helping those suffering with mental health issues. So whether you're in the market for beef jerky, biltong, incredible sauces, ration packs, tanks, warships or flyboys, and also love bushcraft, cooking, hunting or fishing, check out The State Detective. It's terribly British. So, hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Wodesman. Um, I am here with co-host and all-round legend, Liam. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I am very, very well, thank you, mate. Good. Um, it's been a long time. been a long time since we sat next to each other. And actually, we have a special guest opposite us as well. So we who do. have we got with us? Go on, introduce yourself. <laughs> I am Obi. I'm Obi Outdoors. Oh. Hang on, let me start there again. I'm Owen and I'm Obi Outdoors. I tried to combinate the two of those, but uh, that didn't work out well. And I'm sat across from these beautiful gents. It's an <laughs> honour to have you here, dude. It's honestly, an honour to be here with both of you and to be here at your Woodlands, Tom. 
thank you for for inviting us and having us literally any time mate um so we've had owen on the podcast podcast <laughs> we've had owen on the podcast before um None of us can speak today, can we? I know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a jolly old trip. It so has far. been a jolly old trip. We've had lots of uh, beverages and um, and just good times, really, because we, uh, we've all had uh, things going on. It stopped us sort of recording and getting around uh, the fire together. So um, we finally got together. It's and nice. It's so it's nice. Lovely. It's lovely. It's great that you like share this woodland with us and uh, invited both of us down. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you've got Emma with you. I've got Ellie yeah. with me. They're tending to the roast potatoes in the background. They are. They? It's like we're just goofing off in the background <laughs> and they're doing all the work. So um, thanks to them for, for sorting our dinner. Talking about goofing off, should we? I think, uh, yeah, let's yeah. do it. I mean, I've been I've been a bit eager, so I'm gonna pretend. <laughs> I was already crit- skyed half yeah. his. I mean, tell I'm a, like the Alki. Cheers. Cheers, boys. A nice faith, Northern Monk. So yeah, we got a Northern Monk pale ale. Yeah, um, an IPA. Yeah, it's just really, really nice because I think the last time we had Owen on the show was back in the Bushcraft show, uh, not this year, the year before. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's you, right. You couldn't come to the Bushcraft show last year, nope. um, or this year rather. This year, yeah. So it was last year, yeah, and what a show it was and mm. what a great time, but it, a lot's a lot's happened since then, hasn't it? It has, yeah. yeah. It has. Obviously, one big thing that I'd like to just say, um, and I know he was a very... Um, dear person to all of us was obviously a loss of a really special person Bill yeah. Kincaid um, yeah. so he was featured in all of our videos I believe yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he was 76 year, years old an absolute legend in the community complete gent yeah. like what a lovely lovely man and an inspiration to us all yeah and I just want to kind of pay tribute to him with this episode yeah. and kind of commemorate him because he sadly passed away about a month and a half ago and uh, yeah there was a lot of our community there at the funeral and it was just a nice send-off and it would uh, yeah mean the world if, if any of you are religious or anything like that keep him in your prayers and if not just think of him when you're out bushcrafting he was one of these people who loved the outdoors didn't he yeah, yeah, yeah. so eager to learn yeah that, that's it um, me and Steve sadly couldn't come uh, state detectives that sadly couldn't come to the um, funeral but we were here I was up in uh, I was up in Sussex mm-hmm. uh, doing some woodland stuff management and um, when uh, Steve joined me um, we lit a candle that burned throughout the entire night yeah and I know you sent me a picture and a it video was, of that it was it was really special actually and we just thought of Bill and it was like he was with us around the fire again so yeah so um, yeah just wanted to kind of throw that in at the beginning and yeah. just just because that was quite a big hit as you know, the within UK the community, community wasn't yeah, it? within our community, that was a massive, massive hit because he, within a sort of a short period of time, I think he was there around the time of the Craig's first community, uh, camp, community camp at, yeah. at the ranch. That is, yeah. <clears throat> and from then he just touched within that short spirit, period of time, he managed to touch so many souls, and everyone naturally loved him. Yeah, naturally. I mean, if you ever met him, you couldn't not love him. He no. was just such a lovely lovely fellow yeah. and bushcraft in a way kind of brought this new energy out in him because he uh, for his little bit of backstory had a, a brain tumor so it really knocked him back in his health kind of in his early 70s yeah and he was really healthy up until that point yeah, yeah. and then it kind of really took him um you know took him as a kind of a, a really hard blow and uh, bushcraft gave him that a new lease of life and he always yep. he always said that 
he'd have gone like a few years ago if it hadn't been for yeah, the, for the for adventures the and yeah. yeah for the spirit. And it was the, the community really I think because mm. bushcraft I think for the most part of us I think we've all kind of followed it within our lives without even realising it and then we kind of reach a certain point where we go okay so that what we've been doing is is bushcraft okay so that's that's actually got a name for it I think Bill was one of these people who's been doing it most of his life yeah you yeah. probably realised a lot earlier than us but I think the community and like everything. Like every time that we we went on a camp with him, he he would say, you know, it's, it's you guys that keep us going. Yeah, you know, like he would like to you two, like the whole community, giving yeah. him something to to move forward towards the next camp, the next event, whatever. That was that's his thing, and he would always say, you know, I oh, may may not make it, and to the next one, and it was always like, yeah, you will, Bill. You'll make it with us. Yeah, and absolutely. He, and he always did. And yes. Was, mm. And I I remember that was like one of the last things he said to me. He said. Um, he said, "I can't wait to see you for that solo, for that duo camp, lad." And I was yeah. just like thinking, "Yes, we're going to get it." And unfortunately, he didn't ever make it to that duo camp. And I know that was kind of heartfelt through a lot of the people in the community. We all had a lot of plans and just mm. uh, such a limited amount of time with him. And I know yeah. you you spent Tom a, a really intimate session doing yeah. firelighting with him, didn't you? Yeah, and I wish I'd got a chance to do more of that. Um, but we were at the Bushcraft show and it was me and you having a chat with Bill and we were sitting yeah. and we were just chatting with him for ages and then he said, I'd really like to learn some skills that I can take with me when I do go. Yeah, special moment. Um, and I sort of looked to him and he looked to me and I was like, let's do it. Um, so I went and got my stuff and we, we did flint and steel, we did uh, ferrocerium rods, um, all different types of tinders and... Uh, materials and how to prepare them all and bless him he cut himself on my new knife yeah and, bless him. and he was bleeding everywhere and he just carried on going and he just wouldn't hear of me even stopping to put a plaster on his fingers because he just was so fixed on learning and, and living in that moment of enjoying just the community aspect of sharing a skill with someone yeah. and enjoying the learning process and it, it, that will always stay with me like really well yeah he was always a, an advocate of um sharing skills sharing stories and just having that little cheeky smile when he looked over at the over at the fire he'd be sat by it kind of just um he'd have just, a chuckle wouldn't yeah he'd always have a little chuckle at us he young and kind of having a great time because he's he was on the other end of kind of yeah. uh, of the journey and he'd kind of sit there and i guess it was bringing him back to those times and those memories that he had with friends yeah and similar similar things so yeah a really kindred spirit and i guess that's again like we always say on this podcast it's what bushcraft's about isn't it it's why yeah. it's um special having these moments like yeah. with you down here owen as well i mean for us it's a lot of, it is about the people and the bonds you make with people and just that sort of experience and that memory that you make i mean we've all made memories today i mean me and uh, owen nearly got got squashed by a falling tree <laughs> today because uh, liam texts me he's like i'm at the gate of the woods so i'm like ah oh, we'll walk up go and let liam in and um literally 10 meters in front of us a tree it didn't fall down fast did no, it it was no, like it almost like a comedy sketch a graceful it just of. went <laughs> straight across the path 10 meters in front of us and we were like well that happened yeah. <laughs> stepped a... over it and went and let Liam in then got the chainsaw out to sort it out it's quite a lucky little strike of events because you know a few steps forward it could have been a different story could have been a different story yeah. I mean to be fair it came down so slowly that you could have you could have stepped back but yeah. 
Um, it was just one of those surreal moments, and then it supplied us with firewood. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was just on the track. It wasn't even in my woods. No, so no. I had to text the owner of, the, of that woods. I was like, uh, "Trees just come down. Uh, I'm going to sort the track. <laughs> I'm going to clear the track." Yes. And he's like, "Oh, cool. Yeah, no worries." And then you rescued me, didn't you? Today, that was another funny memory. Yeah. Well, you've uh, you. Yeah, so uh, you've obviously invested in a new car, haven't you, Tom? I have, yeah. I mean, um, me and Emma, we were in our Peugeot yeah. on the way to the woods. Sorry, Emma, not just Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, a van just didn't didn't stop and it went straight into the back of our lovely little Peugeot. Yeah, and that was on right on your journey to this woodland, It was, wasn't it? it was, yeah. So it, it totaled the car. I mean, it got written off. I mean... It, I didn't think it would get written off, but it really did. I guess um, the chassis damage was so. They'd so bent, much. It had bent in all the metal, so it, they obviously thought it would cost too much to repair. Yeah, beyond the economical yeah. value, isn't it? I guess at that point, you, you, as an insurer, they're just like, right, it's cheaper for us to just give you give the money, the money. For the value of the car. So you've upgraded. We've, to we've a, upgraded. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a bigger car now because we were just using a little Persia and it just wasn't cutting it for these trips. You're part of the four x four crew, aren't you? Yeah. So I got a Honda CRV, and it's a lovely car. Yeah. Um, it's not obviously a Land Rover or, or an off-road car. It's it's an SUV. I mean, it's it's got loads more space in it, and it does have four-wheel drive. But it's sort of like um, it's like soft. It's soft four-wheel four-wheel drive. It's not hardcore four-wheel drive. Yeah, but it gets you out of trouble, and it also it just gives you more space because I know <laughs> your your car yeah. used to always be rammed. Yeah, I mean this this one we got loads of camping gear, chainsaws, bark to do a, a project in the woods, loads of stuff, and there was still room to spare. But I mean, today having the, the four wheel drive actually got us into trouble more than rescuing us because um, the Persia would never have got to where we got the four wheel drive car today. It just would have looked at it and gone, nope. But the, the Honda got up this clay bit, which we normally we park on often, but it's um, we just underestimated how boggy it was underfoot and. Uh, yeah, something. something <laughs> Literally, forward. it just the the four by four got us in far enough that it was an issue to get out, and then it sunk. <laughs> so um, I had to text Liam. Was like, "Can you chuck in some tow cables?" <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I mean, as soon as I pulled up, we that was the first task, wasn't it? Kind of say hello, get you out, get you free, and then kind of carry on. It was just a. Uh, it's so funny how wet everything has been these last yeah. few months and it's so understandable because even a capable vehicle like the CRV even my truck if I got one of the wheels stuck without a, to get yeah, without a differential lock especially with yeah. like limited slip discs the problem is if one wheel is stuck the other one kind of spins and yeah. you kind of need yeah, the one yeah, that's, that's stuck to spin so yeah, yeah. it's kind of a backwards technology sometimes yeah. um, but no, it's great to be here, and although it's wet, it's kind of like we've nicknamed it Mini Sun, haven't we? Yeah, we have. I mean, I don't know if anyone caught the video I did with State Detective, but I had a bit of a rude awakening in the night when I was camping with Steve. I'm sure we'll have him on the, the podcast at some point and tell the story in full. But effectively, I woke up because I was like, why is my hair wet? Um, and I was like... And you haven't got long hair. No, I was like, this is odd. I was like, wait, my pillow's wet too. And then I was like... Actually, my ground sheets. You were kind of sending on me a real, waterbed. real-time status updates of this as well. <laughs> so effectively, what's happened is the ground had reached saturation point. Now the whole woods is a slope down to the stream, and it's clay based. And it's clay based. So the, the the water had nowhere to go. It hit the clay, couldn't go through the clay. It sat on top of the topsoil and then just ran downhill. And the whole woodland's on a slope. 
and all of it runs through my woods. So <laughs> even the farm runoff was all running downhill. And effectively, nowhere in the woodland was, was safe. So if I had been ground dwelling anywhere in the woods here, I would have got soaked. Anyway, it was the funniest night I've had because I, I was effectively floating. Uh, my ground sheet had was like a waterbed, and I was sending Liam videos. I was like, "Well, this is interesting. This is novel." Um, luckily for Steve, he had a uh, army raised bed. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's a good bit of kit there, and it definitely um, came in clutch on that. Trip, it did. It? So he he. he um, he was luckily quite okay because he was off the ground. Always prepared, you see, old chap. <laughs> yeah, all, all, always <laughs> dropping in behind enemy lines That's and all it. that. Um, but no, I was. Um, I mean, I stayed dry amazingly. Well, th that personally, is, I, I didn't say, get cold or wet. Um, and I didn't want to interrupt you a second ago, but that is hands down testament to that Fiora rather than Puncture. <laughs> yeah. That ground sheet. I thing. know. Because I know. That thing was honestly. When Tom says a waterbed. When Tom says a waterbed, it was literally like... You could slosh it. Yeah, it was rippling at the top, <laughs> underneath, but the top was bone dry, so he was like, hey, look at this. And then, <laughs> like, then you kind of zoomed what, out what, and you could see the ripples. What was the, the sleep system that you had in So I had a, a poncho ground sheet, um, and then I had a reindeer hide down, and then a sleeping bag and a pillow. Right, okay, so you were pretty minimal. Minimal. And were you a down sleeping bag? Uh, it was luckily not. It was synthetic. Okay, synthetic. Okay. You're um, always in yeah. the down normally. And I was just like, well, this is fun. And to be honest, I just I just took it as a learning experience and also as a bit of fun. I mean, I survived the night. Yeah. My hair got a bit wet. My reindeer hide soaked up so much water um, at one end. I remember um, you it. I had to, like, wring it out. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and it was just the wettest night I've ever had. But anyway, since then, so it's still rained constantly it here. Has. So it hasn't stopped. It rained today, it rained yesterday. It's, it's just rained non-stop for like the last month or two here. And so obviously all that clay is just still absolutely at saturation point it so um, Ellie uh, has just been playing in the mud basically she today, has. hasn't she? <laughs> she's a true potter, yeah. I mean, she found clay and she was well away, so uh, she's been, yeah tittering with her feet having right, right <laughs> all fun so it's good to see her having a nice time and it's nice for her and El Emma to um, be able to spend some time in the yeah, woods together because so they love it don't they so they're doing the cooking at the moment but you might you might hear every now and then a little laugh and stuff because they're just in the background having a, having a whale of a time which is lovely so um, yeah it's been nice and like, like going off of the wetness I just wanted to say that it was so reminiscent of my trip to Scotland because <laughs> you know when I was up there, the rains came in, and I, it, my, literally, my bed started floating, and I had to move camp. I think I moved camp three times on that trip. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was a great experience. So I know exactly where you're coming from. It's, yeah. uh, what part of Scotland was this? Galloway. So Galloway, that was yeah. just um, kind of near Newton Stewart kind of area, um, the Galloway National Park, and what a beautiful place. I know me and Tom have spoken a few times about. We'll get there eventually. Scotland, <laughs> yeah. and, and yeah, we. Do we will definitely do that because it's yeah one of those little havens but yeah ever so wet and um, <laughs> even on the drive down here it was incredible how much water you could see in some of yeah. the woodlands so you're not it's alone crazy. Yeah, you're not yeah. alone every woodland in the whole area is flooded it's yeah. it's just unbelievable it's unprecedented it's it, it's mad has it been wet near your area yeah it has well i mean around? talking from the, the drive here going from portsmouth to where we are today it was just Phenomenal. The amount of roads that were closed due to yeah. raining. Yeah, and then because you're flood. further south, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Like, again, there was a weather warning today, so 
it was like 45 to 50 gusts yeah. and rain and heavy rain and so it was like yeah we've been quite lucky since <laughs> we've been pretty lucky all arrived it's actually been it hasn't rained it's just been damp underfoot and yeah. that's that's kind of to be expected i mean we're all and rocking wellies it. and water yeah. waves, aren't we? it's so. not stopped anything has it no. Like, no. it's not stopped any kind of fun any anything that we kind no. of plan to do so we've just just got on with it which yeah. is which is a typical british do. thing to do in, in <laughs> bad weather right <laughs> i mean we've had we've had cheese we've had um, some little snacks we've, we've had all cider we've yeah. had Bucks Fizz, we've had Christmas snacks. We've, we've had, a, had a proper British kind of it's yeah, Christmas. It's been just so nice, actually, just yeah. seeing everyone laughing. I mean, it's been um, yeah, it's been an interesting time recently. So it's nice to to just get everyone together and like I know Liam, you've been, not been very well, have you? No, I've, you've had a, quite a few little like bugs and you, yeah, we've we've been having that hundred day bloody cough that's been going yeah. around and whooping whooping cough they call it yeah it's oh it's mental and it's like this really crackly kind of respiratory cough and you just can't shift it no matter no. what um and then that developed for me costochondritis which Ugh. is like this inflammation of the rib cage I mean, you were in a lot of pain weren't you oh mate it honestly felt like i'd broken the majority of my ribs at one yeah. point and i i pretty much couldn't take it like no. i could I, Oh, I could not breathe at one point. And, yeah, uh, scary. Yeah, it was awful. I kind of thought, am I having a heart attack? Yeah. Right now? Well, it's nice that you're well enough to come here and, and hang out with us, mate. So yeah, it's um, it, fresh air always heals the soul, and stuff like this just uh, you know meeting up with friends. You can't beat it. I advocate all of you guys, any listeners, if you're you know thinking of something to do with some friends, just yeah. go out and enjoy an evening yeah. like this. And like, honestly, like it does really help. And when you think about it, so I had, we had some really sad news, and it, it sort of um, it caused for six, it? yeah, and and it sort of then led to me questioning even coming to the woods yeah. um, this weekend. I'll be honest, because it was like I was like, can I? And then I was like, no, I'm going to do it, and I did it, and I feel better for it. Yeah, and um, it gives you that space to think about things and, and put things into perspective, and um, also, yeah, send your thoughts to people because your thoughts aren't cluttered up with all the modern society yeah. that you're normally dealing with. It's just it's yeah. quite a pure experience, and I think it's yeah, it, it's, it's I feel a lot better since I've walked into the woods. So if you're having a, a bit of a rough time, or even if you're having a good time, just go to the woods with some mates. It will help. I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got to second that as well because it's it's my therapy. You know this and um, I do a lot of multi-day hikes and I find just being away from it and just you've got your eye on eye on the ground or eye on the fire or whatever whatever you're whittling whatever you're doing that's like not on your technology it's not you can just be in your thoughts mm-hmm. I feel like you can you can process the things that you're going through a lot clearer and with a lot more clarity 100% oh mate it's often like you can be in the most stress, stressed sorry, situation and then kind of even just take a walk. Yeah. Literally just a walk. Yeah. And be like, huh, you know, yeah. maybe I was looking at it a bit wrong or, Absolutely. you know, contemplate. Time to just think. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've at times gone into the woods with a mindset and come out with a totally different one. Yeah. And I just, you know, you feel that weight on your shoulders just dissipate slowly throughout the night and then you come away. I mean, it's not always going to be the case, but, no. you know, for some people... There's severities in terms of what you're dealing with, but yeah, yeah. it can definitely help lighten the load. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and everyone else has their own haven. For some people, it's not the the woods. Uh, some people I was talking to this week, 
they were saying they they needed to get away from it all and they were going to go up to the beach even though it was hideous yeah, yeah. weather and it's because for them that's their safe haven that's where they feel at peace yes where that um, sound of the waves or the sand or whatever gives them that solace yeah doesn't it yeah so whatever it is interesting but whatever is your place of peace i mean for a lot of listeners it probably will be the woods because it's a woodland based podcast but um wherever your place of peace get out with some mates there and and just uh (laughs) de-stress yeah give yourself some time because i think it's like as well one thing i wanted to kind of say it just made me think about and it's uh, something i've been struggling with over years to be honest and it's something I'll be open about but it's like you know sometimes when you're doing this kind of thing especially as a content creator it can be that little bit of a kind of imposter syndrome uh, and you can feel like actually you know I guess it's the Dunning-Kruger effect again what like Joe Price went on about um, you know a lot of the time you just gotta remember why you started the journey you're on even if you're not a content creator you kind of gotta remember that I enjoy doing this because yeah. deep down inside of me, it brings me that solace, it brings me that peace, that time to kind of look back on retrospective things. Um, and yeah, it's, I think everyone deals with that. Yeah, it's, absolutely. I think so. Absolutely. I deal with that in terms of work <laughs> and play. <Yeah>. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's normal. It's normal to feel like that and to question your own abilities and, and whether or not like I remember when I was a, a, even at school I was dealing with that I remember I got told I was going to be um, head boy for the school I was at I didn't believe the, the teachers so I didn't even tell you. my parents right? <laughs> so about a month later they found out at a parents evening because um, I just didn't believe it I was like oh, it's, oh, probably a, it's probably a sick joke so oh, I just didn't sick. tell anyone <laughs> flipping came out at parents evening um, so yeah oh, I mean I guess oh, that could be another nice message even though it's hard to believe in yourself do um, yeah and I think it's like maybe why a lot of people are drawn to bushcraft because that kind of that want to question your own skill set or kind of thing am I good enough it's kind of why we do this as well yeah we want to test ourselves we want to also enjoy something that yeah has been enjoyed for many centuries before so it kind of feels natural to us anyway yeah but, um, yeah it's amazing what and you can never stop learning either no, I mean no. like, like we were just talking about Bill was still asking for advice still yeah. asking for new ways you know he he could have you know, continue through life with the skills that you had but he was still eager to learn a different perspective and that's something I, I sat down with him in front of a fire and he said I still want to continue learning because yes I know how to do everything I like to do Yeah. but there may be a different way about doing things yeah. that are easier or more enjoyable that I can learn so I will continue Absolutely. to question you yeah. youngsters and Prod you for information yeah. on what, what you like, exactly. Honestly, it's so important, and it's like I'm getting. Me and you have had this conversation <laughs> quite bluntly with a lot of expletives, but I'm getting very bored of um, the sort of my closed-minded attitude of there's only one way of doing things, and uh, uh, yeah, what uh, one way is the only way. Is that outdoors coins it the best? The bushcraft police come out suddenly, and it's <laughs> whoop, whoop. yeah. This is the sound of the police, <laughs> and it's just yeah. I I think it's there is ways that are scientifically proved to be the best or most yeah, effective there's always going to be an effective way of doing 100%. something but there's but also other ways of doing something and that doesn't stop nuance <laughs> and it's kind no. of like you know 
And some might be good for one situation, some might be good for another. For example, bow drill, right? Yeah. We all do the um, the eighth of a slice, the tip of a knife to do the notch. Yeah, um, I haven't always followed that No, cool. so the, um, the, the pizza slice out of your, your bow drill circle. Yep. Right, in some in some cultures they're dealing with a lot of snow, mm-hmm. so they'll instead drill two holes with the bow drill spindle, and one hole will deposit the dust into the, dust the other in, hole. I've seen that, yeah. Uh, and it stops the dust going into the snow. So it might not be as effective a technique in England, but yeah, nuance, exactly. it has its place. Yes. And so I think that's a, a thing, is just do what works for you, and don't worry if it's not the same as everyone else is doing, or... If it if it's what you've seen on YouTube, if it works for you and it's safe, yeah, do and, it. <laughs> and even like when we're showing something, you know, all three of us around this right this fire right now, we're all content creators. So we we all have, I guess, a sense of influence upon our viewers. But that doesn't mean that that's a direct order for them yeah. to follow that process. For yeah. example, I'll show them how I've lit a fire or yeah. how I instruct with lighting fire. But if someone wants to hold the fire steel in a different way or strike yeah. in a different manner if it works for them it works for them that's it's it. just and, talking about this kind this of is ignorant what for some, works for it? me to, to say otherwise yeah exactly you know it's, <laughs> it's just talking about this this is what works for me i'll show you that it works yeah i'm going to show you that it works this works for me but this is not the way to do it yeah, yeah. this is just the way that i like to do it yeah. and it works yeah. so you can you can follow my method and it will work for you and but I'm, it's okay not to yeah. <laughs> to follow that <laughs> absolutely and yeah. i think it's kind of Part of the journey is um, kind of letting go of that um, fear of failure, for one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely <laughs> that fear of failure. And that want of, like, to perfect another person's way of doing it. Because yeah. although replication can... Obviously, replication provides success. But um, mimicry kind of constricts the artistic license you can have on that mm. so actually you may be suffocating something that someone else hasn't actually thought about if you stop yourself experimenting yeah. and experimentation is how we got here in it's the like first we- place. weirdly <laughs> i was like i was conflicted about including the chainsaw in my video um so i'm learning how to use a chainsaw i'm not i'm not not great at it i'm not I, i'm not bad at it but i'm uh, and I'm, I'm very careful with the chainsaw Absolutely. but I am not an expert I'm very much a beginner when it t- comes to any form of power tool but like but, you were with a handsaw at one like point. I was at, with a handsaw at one point but I am learning and I'm doing my research in the background and reading articles and like looking at videos from professionals and asking my arborist mates for, for tricks and you well, gave you know, me a few tricks yeah. today um, <laughs> but you're, it's, you're treating it with respect as a tool aren't yeah you? for sure and I've seen enough pictures of injuries with chainsaws to know what I'm dealing with so oh, yes. there's a healthy fear of it a respect for it not fear um, and it's just manipulating it with care I guess but I was almost conflicted showing it in my videos because I was like it's not bushcraft no it's not bushcraft, but it is woodland living. But neither and is knife making. Like, no. In a sense, you know, the way we make knives now is very modern. Yeah, yeah. it's very yeah, modern, yeah, and we all have one attached to our belts. Yeah, in a, and we've got a Kodora backpack on. Yeah, and but it's like this. <laughs> now I own this woodland. I have to manage it. Yeah, and there are hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of trees. Well, like you said today, one came down literally. On and the I car. had to grab the chainsaw out the truck, uh, out the car behind my truck. It came down. Yeah, and and sort it out. Um, we could have we could have spent an hour. The three of us whacking out saws, maybe longer than an hour. But how is that efficient when well, it comes to management? You and Chris, wilderness nomad, massive shout out to him. Absolutely, we did gentleman. it by hand. You did an ash log there 
by hand and it's got to be what 18 <laughs> inches across yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah like yeah you'd need a decent sized bar on a chainsaw to get through it and we did that with a with a buck saw and lots and lots of sweat and then we we carved in notches with axes we did it the old-fashioned way when I came here last weekend saw how boggy it still was from from the rain and the weather decided it was essential we needed to get up off the ground had the chainsaw in the car yeah. um, which was there for, for woodland management so we used the chainsaw to build a raised bed and like let's be honest if our ancestors had access to a chainsaw to make their raised bed they would use it yeah absolutely <laughs> and it comes you know the elements are still the same okay you haven't exerted the same physical effort yeah. but is there any need to when no. the thing is still functional it will never replace a handsaw for me no but well, you're not going to carry a, a chainsaw on a trip no. are you? <laughs> but at the same time it's another skill to learn and another thing I'm going to learn but it's it is funny I was actually like worried about the response of having it in my video so I was just like you know what I'm worried about it so I'm just going to own it and put it as the thumbnail yeah. <laughs> well at the end of the day it's um you know, I've always said this and I've always been an advocate of you kind of, you know, having the final say on your channel. Because it yeah. is, at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's a journey of you. And that's yeah. why your followers love you. That's why I, when I first watched you, I was You like, love me, I don't did, even I did, lie. I did. <laughs> it was amazing. I saw your Alces t-shirt and I knew we had a connection straight away. Yeah, shout out to anyone who knows who Alces are. If you don't, go look them up if you like Absolutely. good music. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah, I think there's a lot of stigma in that in the bushcraft world at, at points, and we have to remember that we all have a common interest. And yeah. let's not bring politics, and that goes kind of goes down to even the politics of skills or gear. I mean, I had some comments on a video where I was just going out, and I can't even remember what the context of the video was. Yeah. I think it was. Um, yeah, I went out on my my in my local woodland. I was cooking up something, and I bought an axe that I had with me. I bought it for second-hand £100, and someone was like, oh, £100 for that axe, like, fool on you. And I was thinking, well, no, I just wanted to buy the axe. Like, yeah, what, what does it matter Why is it your you? problem? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of that. Um, it doesn't... There's a lot of, it, it, a lot of that, and it's... it's snobbery. It doesn't matter. Well, like, I'm not... Let people do what people want. I'm not flaunting Don't, my gear. That's not no. why I'm putting it on the video. But at the end of the day, as an enthusiast, I've built up a collection. Of course you have. I've got a huge collection of knives, and it's not because I want to flex. No, and I've said it a it's, lot. It's not like my equivalent of, of, a, of a Gucci handbag. No. It's because I love knives. <laughs> because my life is based around the woods, and when I'm in the woods, using a knife makes me happy. So I've got a collection of the things that make me happy. So when I'm not in the woods, I can like get one out, polish it, sharpen it, get it ready for my next trip, and it, it puts me there. It puts me in that in You're that always thing cycling through Always knives, so. just getting in. And like I, I've used a knife today that I haven't used for ages. I've got um, two with me. I've got a Stony Path Nesmuk. Beautiful knife. Haven't used that for uh, about a year. Um, and I just love the patina, I love it. And then I've got my ABL um, Evo Pro uh, by knife. Fired Wood, which is just a lovely, lovely knife. Big shout out to Josh, he's a good friend of ours. Yeah, definitely. And um, really great. Like maker. we've been using that today, haven't we? And, and just around the, around camp doing things. So it's just really nice. And then obviously I'm a huge fan of my field and steels. So you know, some like, people could think you're like, you know, just flaunting that you've got knives. But it's like, well, you know, at the end of the day. 
No, it's passion. It's yeah. passion. And, and you don't have to have knives. To, no, it doesn't. You don't have to have fancy knives it doesn't or matter. lots of knives. It really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, <laughs> we're here, you know, to provide something for the community. And everyone who's watching that is also part of the community. And we're all just, you know, at yeah. the end of the day, we don't... There, there doesn't need to be that kind of... Um, that stigma in it. And right. it. It's a shame that sometimes that crosses into it. But that's, you know, we don't want to go too deep into that but it's nice to touch base and kind of rectify the fact that we're not actually it's, it's yeah. not just it's not a, it's not a, a flex or a showing off it's it's just because we're passionate we've been in the game a long time we've built up a lot of gear over the years by using it and um yeah it's nice i've given one of the knives i made to emma yeah that was um, such, such a nice knife as well when she pulled it's it like, out it's like um it's so nice to be able to like then pass that on and yeah it's it's just fun yeah i think a lot of the kind of skill sharing aspects of it kind of get lost in that as well in translation with people it's like we're just trying to share something with you as yeah. well you know like i, I make my I videos see for me other people look at yeah. <laughs> yeah at the end of the day as well like you know we're, we're all hard working people like we work hard yeah. for these things it's not like a case of we've just gone okay 300 pounds in a knife yeah yeah it's yeah. fine it's just like yeah look at this knife it's, we, you know we put money aside we yep. we save this thing we work hard like why I don't we, we work, no, same we work as me. bloody hard for these things yeah. so, so I end up with zero pounds at the end exactly. of each month so like, you know you got to respect the fact that you know we've worked very hard for these things so yeah we want to show off yeah we're passionate about it it's not a case of like this just handed to us like, like we've worked hard for these things and we want to show them off because they are great they're great tools like none of us have money to just throw away no um, I mean I haven't changed my actual wardrobe I wear on the day to day my home my, <laughs> my home clothes I've got rips in all of them they're all tatty because <laughs> I just like I'm not as interested in, in how I look when I go out to the pub you know I don't really give I'd like I don't really give fact, a toss if I look scruffy in fact cause... Ellie said to me she was like you're so lucky and I was just like why is that and it was like you know obviously I knew anyway but my mum bless her she got me like a new pair of shoes because she noticed oh, my shoes were like falling that's apart. hilarious my mum did exactly <laughs> the same thing for me like a month ago because yeah, I was, was wearing like... the same shoes to work that I've worn for like four years and they had a hole in the bottom and she was like are you going to change them I'm like nah they got another year in them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's such a typical bloke thing. <laughs> oh, she turned great. up with a shoebox, she said, I bought you some more. I was like, you really shouldn't have done that. Yeah, unless you like, see toes hanging out at the end. Yeah, but it's like, still to go. the only thing I like spending money on is the outdoors or like a nice meal. Like, yeah. they're like the two things. And well, I guess like, that's where I was going. It's kind of like, we, we all have our guilty pleasures and I think we can all agree, if you're listening to this as well, bushcraft is definitely it. So... You know, try not to be so uh, yeah, firm with people. Yeah, <laughs> don't judge others. Don't. Like, I've just, seen it on like other channels. You know, I've seen it on some channels yeah. that I admire and love, like MCQ Bushcraft, and people are kind of like, "Oh, you're just using this thing," and I'm like, "Bro, have you like watched any of his background? Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, he's I come know. from the bottom to the top." I like. think just a nice message would be just be kind to one another. <laughs> you don't know like what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, a lot of us are out for the same reason of like, trying to find peace, aren't we? Yeah, like just give everyone a break cut some slack and be nice I think because yeah, the community can get a little bit kind of high uh, there's a lot of testosterone in the community yeah. it's a lot of blokes yeah. yeah and if you can't be kind just don't comment essentially <laughs> yeah agree so um, that's our little Wodesman rant I guess um, mm. 
for the for the week. Yeah, I mean, we need sometimes you just need to rant, don't you? To get it off your chest, and that's fine. No. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you feel like that. You know, social media can be a very toxic place, and it's why I guess we all escape to the woods eventually. And it's it's funny that we all share our love for the outdoors through social media. Yeah, which, which is, is like technology, the complete opposite. Yeah. 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 You escape it, but also want to flex on it. Like, yeah, you yeah. want to share it. Yeah, you yeah. want to share it, exactly. You yeah. want to inspire other people. And I hope um, some of these podcasts and obviously journeys that we do do inspire you. And obviously, Ovi, like Owen, you've had an awesome little journey. Yeah. Or You've well, been on quite a few journeys. You have, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. The last so, five, six months has been a storm for you. Yeah, it has been, yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, uh, channel-wise, it's it's been a bit quiet but I mean if it weren't for the channel I wouldn't be where I was now no. and that is with a new career um, I wasn't very happy with the, the career that I was in um, understandable I, I just I was in a corporate world and the corporate world just was not for me and <laughs> yeah, what I did just you like, say earlier to me when I asked you how that was you, you were saying about how you didn't want to grow up you like spend your life being like downtrodden what did you say it's something about being downtrodden and then getting to the point where you've been promoted enough to then cause other people to feel yeah, downtrodden. I mean, that's the thing, yeah, that's it, yeah. So I was, I was saying, because I, I did a degree in media production and the natural progression from that and what they pushed was to become, uh, you know, go into TV production or film production. And from that, you've then got, so you leave a degree, you've spent thousands, tens of thousands. Yeah, yeah And then you go into this industry where you're then a, like a runner and then you are basically someone's there's a B word but I won't use it but someone's lackey <laughs> someone's lackey yeah. someone's lackey and then you you work your way up to a point where then you treat others like a lackey and I thought that's not the sort of pr- progression in life that I it's want to, to be yeah. in and I, I went into a corporate world and it wasn't quite it was in marketing so it wasn't quite as bad as that uh, but it was still a case of like you're a bottom runner it was like it was just you're a corporate the world. The until, yeah, like, and it you, was just yeah. it wasn't for me. So um, I, I was very fortunate much feel enough. That. <laughs> and, well, uh, so I, I came out of university. I did that, and within three months, I was like, "This isn't kind of where I want to be. I'm not doing my like I'm not doing something creative. So what can I do?" So I started my YouTube channel mm-hmm. uh, in bushcraft and in through hiking with the mindset, and I I undernerd about it for a long time. I remember uh, you having that contemplation. Yeah. Like I had a big at, contemplation. At the, ranch, the first ranch camp yep. you were like, yeah, I, I remember really that as well. Heavily like, to and fro from like, <laughs> well, should I, shouldn't I? Why would I start a channel when I don't know like as much as anyone else on YouTube? And yeah, because we had a chat about it, didn't we? And we were like, yeah. no, let's just do it. Well, you well that's doing, it. You were doing the bow drill together. Yeah, right? you I got your YouTube first episode. So, in the end. Yeah, I took the, the mindset and, and the sort of uh, the forwardness of like, this isn't a channel where, you know, you're going to get an expertise. This is where you're going to see someone drive, fail, succeed, all sorts. You're going get, to get it all. And now you're going to learn with me. Yeah. And I'm going to learn with you. And mm-hmm. I fully want you within the, the community and within the comments to say, you can do it better by doing this. And yeah. I've, I, I've got to say, I've had that a lot. And that's been great. Um, but through, and the point that I was trying to make is through doing that for a year, I then applied for a job for a YouTube channel, which called, is uh, insane. Yeah, TGS Outdoors, uh, which is which is shooting related, but it's all outdoors. So there's hunting involved. Me and Tom um, are not ever so jealous. Yeah, it is so jealous. Phenomenal. But if I hadn't done that channel, I like you know I shared that with with my now manager who is a presenter on that, mm-hmm. um, and he liked it and he saw that I had a genuine passion for the outdoors and I mm. wanted to capture the moments, which is, yeah, which is what evident. we are. 
which is mostly there's no uh, gimbals or anything so it's not smooth it's purely capture the moments yeah yeah which um, i love that kind of intense action yeah. you're straight in the moment it's uh, no kind there, of uh, so. no kind of theater no there's no theater yeah. and like within any kind of youtube or anything that uh, is video form there is always a element of produced Yes. Yeah. You know, we it has all to do be. it, and and like you know, that like you the have voiceover, to for example, exactly. or music. Yeah. You kind or of even try and exactly. picking your shot, right? The feeling, don't you? Picking your so, shot. Yeah. Like earlier, I moved the food bag out of shot yeah. because we carried the food in in a waitrose bag, of course, <laughs> right? Like and a little bag. We're in the twenty, um, you know, year twenty. We could have fitted it in our rucksacks if we'd bothered to pack them properly, but. We were here just to catch up with some and mates. Also, if we so weren't bringing stuff like baby sham and chocolate buns that are covered in, you know, like Christmas decorations <laughs> and snowmen. What was the hot chocolate you I mean, brought? Oh, are, the, it's uh, like, I mean, it's not even Bailey's. It's from uh, Audi. It's called Bailey Wells. So it's like <laughs> Bailey's hot chocolate, like little. They're like little Santas yeah. that we're gonna melt in, in some hot milk. Hot milk. And Absolutely. if that wasn't alcoholic enough, I brought an additional bottle of Bailey's, just to sort of <laughs> just to sort us out. <laughs> just to so sort like we of. could be like bringing so, minimalistic food and stuff, but we're yeah. here for a catch up with with That's our it. with our friends and our, our loved ones, and it's like we're here to have a good time. So we carried the food in a little bag. Yeah. So there's an element of production going in just in how I pick the shot you know yeah. it doesn't have the little bag in it because no offense to little but little doesn't really fit with the vibe <laughs> <laughs> no not at all and uh something that i've been he's actually on gonna... so liam's just gone to check the food it's looking good it's looking oh. good so, so I've, been <laughs> I've been excited i've been excited to talk to you liam about is is uh and it, this is because we've talked about deer stalking mm -hmm. like before I even got this job. Absolutely. And about uh, skinning and You've processing meat. You've always been so interested I've in it. I've always been interested in it. And fortunately enough, I've been uh, been able to go on trips for work, deer stalking. And not only that, but stag hunting in the highlands of Scotland. And you lucky bugger. Yeah. beat me. So, <laughs> so, so excited. And I've, I've withheld information just so we could sit sit across each other and I talk love that. about this. Yeah, because I, I kind of asked you what you've been up to. You you hinted at it earlier and I couldn't yeah. get any more out of you. So no, I thought I, I wanted to sort of sit across and, and tell you about that because it was, it was just the most phenomenal experience. And I've had quite a few experiences with work and this is by far the best one yet. And... You know, I've been fortunate enough to spend nine days out in Texas, and that yeah. was... I was quite incredible. jealous of that. I mean, considering I've never been to Texas or America at what all. What an introduction as well. Mate. I mean, that was that was incredible. But this is still my favourite filming project of all time because the hardship that it required and what the outcome was. And so we spent, uh, what was it, four, four days, including travel. So we, we went up and we were with a company called Weatherby. Oh no! Nice. Yeah, some lads oh. from Weatherby, <laughs> rifle company. You lucky bugger! Uh, <laughs> and uh, we went up. We ended up uh, getting a little bit delayed. They were munjack stalking in mm -hmm. Wiltshire with uh, a friend, friend of TGS, and uh, so we picked them up. We went for a curry, nice, lovely, typical English curry. Good old boy. Chicken tikka masala. That's it. <laughs> we drove up part of the way. We were meant to be checking into just any hotel we could. 
they're all full up, empty car parks, but they're all full, <laughs> as they say. So we're, there are four blokes in a transit van sleeping, <laughs> as you do. Went up, did a little bit of a clay shoot in uh, uh, just outskirts of Newcastle. Amazing. And then we got to, to the Highlands. And we stayed in, in a little place which is just off of the West Highland Way. Oh, wow. Which is where um, the Drover's Inn, it's called, which is, uh, if anyone knows of the West Highland Way, that's like a typical uh, sort of place like that you spot, stay. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's a hot spot, Yeah, it's a very, and it's supposed to be really haunted and stuff. Oh, nice. So we stayed there. We have so to we, ask yeah. uh, Chris Nomad. Um, Chris yeah, Warden is Nomad. Just he's just completed yeah. the... Yeah. Yeah, so you uh, made if he hasn't been away. captured by the ghost, if yeah. he's made it back <laughs> no, I can I can assure you he is back. Yeah, good old boy. Okay. <laughs> so we stayed there. You know, we got a got a bit of a skin for one, just to celebrate the fact that we got there. It's got to be done. And the next day we when set in Scotland, off. do as the Scots do, eh? And <laughs> it was just the mist came down and the rain, and we got to the, to this place, and we we got to this guy's house, Typical. Hamish, who was taking us on the the deer stalk. He's um. He, he takes people out and stuff. If there's and anyone in Scotland you can trust, it's a man called Hamish. It's a, a guy called Hamish, right? <laughs> and he had his own slow gin that he was just sipping as he went along. And uh, he said, Legend. within Literally. the first hour, he said, boys, if you're, if you're here tomorrow, tomorrow will be better. And we said, we're going home tomorrow. He went, okay, well, we're just going to have to get on with it. <laughs> and we were traversing the hills of like 45 degrees and it was just belting it down. And yeah, the, the lads from Weatherby out... Uh, in the states, they had the state-of-the-art gear, yeah. gear that had been sent to them to try out, and even they got wet. And it was just brutal, brutal. Well, yeah. Like the ankles, like the the angle of your ankles were just. There is no rain like the Scottish rain. No, yeah. and the hills of the Highlands, we were just traversing across, were just, just. Because it's phenomenal. like I, I've I've noticed, and like Scots may agree with this, or they may tell me I'm just uh, not used to it because I'm a soft Brit. But you know. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> it seems like when it rains up there, there's two. It comes in, you know, two types of rain at the same time. Yeah. You get it's like torrential and the mizzle at the same, at time. The same yeah. time. You know, it's like that really wet rain and driving rain at the <laughs> yeah. same That's time, it. or it's like mizzle and showering. We it's should like, get a. Uh, it's never just mizzle. No, or it's no, never no. Just fog. It's it, one it of rains both. upwards. Yeah, we should. Um, we should get a shirt made, and it's like there's ain't no rain like, <laughs> like Scotland, Scotland, and there ain't no mud like Tom's Wood. <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. You can um, probably hear the squirt. <laughs> was it similar? It was. There? It was. I mean, the thing is, it, where it's just wetlands, it's just bog, like bog, but just yeah. marshlands. Yeah. It's like it's not been trodden on, no. so it's just it's it's just like, like that all the time. And being cameraman, you know, you have to be amongst them. Yo, you and got it's to like get all the shots. The first stag that we got just come out of nowhere. It was yeah. just we would walk along, and then it was just there. They do. So everyone just drops to the ground. And then it shot it, came down, that was great. And then we were carried on traversing round. Was that a red stag, was it? It was a red stag, oh, yeah. Oh, Absolutely beautiful. I've got to say, I've never seen anything like it. And it's, Huge. it is, it, I, you it look at it and you think it's so elephants. beautiful, you think it is a shame. But when they say about it, you know, it's like eight years old, this, this stag. And out in, the, in Scotland, that they did don't incredibly live much well, longer. Incredibly well to get to that age, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, um, like I said many times. Yeah. Like down in the south, you know, it's a lot that was softer a graceful, conditions. A graceful death for it. Yeah, really. exactly. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's it's not going to live much longer, and it, you know they they have a lot of domination issues out mm -hmm. there. So, oh, it's but, a brutal, um, the rut time is a deadly time for reds. It is. Yeah, it's uh, they're very very aggressive, and yeah. you know they're one of our 
true native native deers and it's uh, it's incredible because I've never been closer to a red deer than let's say um, you know 100 meters mm. in a park or and that's it really in a deer park so that's my experience with them so it's, it's definitely on my bucket list oh, and, and, and we were right at the start of the rustic season so the second deer that wow. we managed to get we They're were coming really down hyped up and, and we up. were at the top of this hill and everyone stayed put other than Hamish uh, good old Hamish guy from Kyle <laughs> sipping on a slow gin <laughs> and uh, and then me and I was just following if you can hear that it's Ellie That's dancing, Ellie dancing the in the mud the true potter <laughs> comes out and we were coming down and we were coming down into this valley and either side of the valley were just uh, stags barking and just roaring wow. uh, like and roaring that, should I say yeah. more barking an incredible but, sound and it was incredible and it was just a case of and we were like belly crawling through rivers yeah, just amazing. to get it and it was a case that. of do we go left or do we go right because there's stags there yeah. stags there That's amazing. and then we come along and then you manage, we get, manage to get into a position you can almost feel the pheromones going yeah. through the air and you can you? and like <laughs> I'm like bear in mind I've got to like film this I'm trying not to shake out of like <laughs> sheer adrenaline camera on it. <laughs> and like it is pouring down so the, the camera gear just got absolutely obliterated but it was just enough survived to capture all this moment and even Hamish, like bearing in mind, he's quite talks quite low. He's like, yeah, we're gonna traverse in this, and it's like he's us. He doesn't get excited. With this second shot, I've never seen someone just explode with energy. He's so elated. Like, he's like, oh, I've never seen him like this. He's like, all years I've thought, I've never seen him like this, and he just got explode. He's just exploded with life. He's like, there's stags there, and there's stags there. <laughs> and what an amazing time! That's to amazing. It was. Yeah. And to be able to capture well, I need to all watch that. this video now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it will be out on on TGS Outdoors soon. Yeah, um, we'll we'll give everyone a. a, a good rundown on how to find Owen and TGS Outdoors at the end of the episode definitely um, but that sounds amazing because I know Incredible. what an experience I know the atmosphere when you're on a hunt that kind of crescendo because it is that, that that's what kind of hooked me it's that um, and I have to thank a big shout out to Steve Ranella for kind of pushing that kind of enthusiasm with his videos Meat Eater um, you know it's that kind of moment you're, you're stalking you're out just essentially for a walk um, and then you start getting signs that there's prey nearby or um, the species that you're looking for and then that kind of crescendo of everything building up and it all happens so quickly doesn't it and uh, being on the on the camera end of that must be so hard as well to make oh, sure yeah. you're capturing all. Yeah, capturing yeah. everything yeah. pressure and I know Ellie did a wonderful a job capturing my stalks yeah I, yeah, I mean and I commented on that that was yeah I thought that was filmed so beautifully it was yeah, it's one of those like things that is so important when you're capturing hunting, and I know yeah. um, you've got the very, very similar ethics yeah. about it. So it's yeah. it's amazing to know you've been on that journey because it's yeah. it's um, it's kind of a dream come true for you, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, this is the sort of thing that I, I dreamed of doing. Yeah. So to be able to call this my job, that's amazing. And where did you find that job? On Indeed, exactly. <laughs> so literally, just on the job website. Just on the job website. That's amazing. As simple as a, a phone call, we got along, and then a, a trial ship, probably got along on that then, clearly. So, so, so it shows you can just find these things yeah. out there, you know, it only took you to do that one Google search. Yeah, yes. I mean, you've, yeah. Got, you've got to put yourself out there, you've got to invest in yourself as well, because yeah. that's, that's what I did with, without even realising, by, by creating the, like, my YouTube channel, 
Um, I did it for me. Yeah. But what I didn't realise is that I'd invested in myself. Yeah. And in what I like, I can do. Yeah, so, for sure. And that well, was something. It couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. So I'm really glad Thank that you. you've got a job that you absolutely love and it's taking you into all these amazing places i mean when i saw you in texas i was so jealous because <laughs> when i went to the states this year i just fell in love with it out there um you had a good time oh, there, I had you? such a great time um yeah shooting hiking you and your brother sam what a great lad. yeah partying <laughs> then going out and glamping right out in the sticks like in a yurt and see cowboys coming past with like proper like yeah side holsters on there as they're going off on That's their horses side, yeah. i was just like this is the stuff well you just learned like a whole <laughs> different way of life didn't you yeah. yeah yeah and we found like rattlesnakes out in the desert when we we're out <laughs> we, were, we were following not a trail we just followed the flood damage i love that um wow. and we found a rattlesnake while we're just on our own little bit of exploring in this desert area and then we found a tarantula in Zion National <laughs> Park we went up a water canyon in another sort of uh, wilderness area we just just loved it and it's just so vast and so varied and the people were so friendly and it was just awesome I loved they it <laughs> and a big shout out to any American viewers or listeners sorry yeah. you're all um, yeah yeah, a place you got a lovely, you got a lovely country, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I, I yeah. can't wait to come back. And we're both wearing our uh, hats from Bass Pro. Bass Pro, indeed. We're repping the USA right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Wishing we had a, a Glock by our sides. Well. <laughs> you know, keep hold of those Second Amendments. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that might um, might not gel with all of our UK listeners, but I mean, we're both into our firearms. We both we love are. it, and it's a part of. It's also like there's also an element of the, the freedom of it it's like we're seeing so so much clamping down on individual liberty and stuff so yeah. I mean and especially in the outdoors we don't have much freedom over here in the UK um, so it's always you know this big uh, not a jealousy but you know, it is envy it is, it it is, is envy, envy. Yeah, yeah it's kind of, of you know <laughs> look after what you've got because um, you know public land is something that yeah, it's just the space should be the norm. We've seen that with Dartmoor over here. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, right. and that's a, again another. If if that happens, us, you know, if that keeps going the way it looks like it's going, that's going to be a big loss of an ability to introduce people to the outdoors. Hundred percent. I mean, um, I I just think the national park system in America is amazing, and I can't yeah. wait to go to my my next <laughs> national park. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a while because I. It is. I got no pennies, but eventually I'll get back out there and do some more trips and uh, go to some different places. Well, we can forgive you, you're getting married next year. Yeah, getting married next year. Um, I don't know if we've actually said that on the podcast before, but we are getting married next year. Um, oh, I'm sorry, so I stood the beat. It's all right. No, this, this isn't Tom and Liam, by, by the way. This is. I mean, you'd be forgiven for thinking it might be us, but Liam is, the, is my best man. Um, so Liam, Liam and James, uh, who's a child, uh, sort of childhood friend of mine, um, I've known uh, James for like decades, so sounds like um, an awesome dude. We've uh, we've gone uh, splitsies on the uh, on we the have. best man. We've got two best men. We're best men, and it's uh, Liam and James. So Liam to sort of represent my outdoor side of my life, and James to represent uh, the other side of my life. Um, uh, he's a teacher as well, so um, it's going to be great fun. We're going to have a great time. It and, is. Uh, I, I imagine we'll be doing something fairly bushcrafty for the stag do, so that would be pretty fun. <laughs> oh, we will indeed, we will indeed. And it's um, it's just going to be great to meet that kind of uh, side of your life as well and uh, just see you progress in marriage with Emma. It's going to oh, be really yes. nice to see the woodland progress. Well, talking about progressing on uh, in marriage with Emma, I mean, uh, Emma, is the dinner nearly ready? Yeah, it is. 
<laughs> so yeah, quickly to um, just before we wrap up, I wanted to share a little thing um, that I've been doing recently, or I I did recently actually, and that was um, it. It just brought me a, a gratification in um, in bushcraft that I hadn't had in a long while, and that was just sharing a skill with someone. So if there's any of your friends out there who are struggling with like fire lighting or even stringing up a hammock and a tarp and um, you've got the skills to be able to just show them and pass it on. Just go out and do that because a good friend of mine wanted to try um, flint and steel fire lighting, traditional method, and he's Jordan the Bearded Adventurer and we had such a blast doing that together and me teaching him and yeah. him learning. Um, it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. You've released a video on that, haven't you? Yeah, I did. I, I put out a video, it was my last one on my channel and um, yeah, it just brought that kind of that sense of reward back to what I'm doing because sometimes you can go out there and do it yourself and it's relaxing um, but you kind of again not going not going too deep into it but sometimes you kind of feel like am I just doing this for the camera or yeah, am I just can, doing this for the sake like of the sometimes. channel and it's, it's why sometimes the channel can slow down for me because sometimes Same I just want to go out and enjoy it. Just have me. fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It is a lot bringing it's the camera balance. and getting everything right. And but sharing those skills with people can bring a new joy to it. And Definitely. Oh, yeah. You don't have Absolutely. to film it, but it's it's yeah. great to spread that love. And I guess that's why you enjoyed yeah. your trip because I mean, you're learning new things. Yeah, and I, I not long ago had a chance to sort of share some knowledge, which is the first opportunity for me. And I, I've always up until that point, um, I would never volunteer myself to to teach anyone. I always thought oh, I haven't really got the the know-how or the like the wealth of knowledge in order to to teach anyone yeah um, but a close close friend of mine um, he's he's got some family from New Zealand that rover um, and his young cousin a 13 year old girl she's obsessed with bushcraft but doesn't get the opportunity to, to really explore that in, in New Zealand amazing. which is a bit surprising to say but um, so he said would you take us out on a camp uh, and show her a few bits, and I said, you know, I, I, I can. I, I don't know what I, you know, how much I can really show, but she knew <laughs> absolutely humble. nothing. So I taught her <laughs> how to safely use uh, to to find birch bark. Brilliant. So we collected some birch bark. I got yeah, to use a saw. Something which she might be uncommon with, or exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Got her to use a saw. So she's, uh, you know, she chopped up some wood as well. Got her to safely taught her how to get on your knees. Your legs Brilliant. and then sort of proper use the, the, the axe effectively nice. and then she and started safely. collected like little twigs like the little the development from yeah, match tiny stick. matchsticks to yeah that yeah. exactly go through, the gears. go through the whole gear and then you know, she got the fire started with the birch bark oh, and to amazing. see the joy and like see that you've made an impact and I, I'd a, there forever yeah and I'd a, I have a Ray Mears book and I yeah. just thought you know what I've read it back like from front cover to back and it's just yeah. my like my I went I've got to give it to her. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I gave amazing. it to her at the end. I said, you know, take that home. Absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. amazing. Same. Like, massive props to you for that. I mean, because that must mean a lot to you. That's you're a teacher, spark. aren't you? I mean, yeah, for sure. And you're doing something similar coming up, aren't you? I am. This this Tuesday, actually, I'll be doing hand drill and flint napping in front of the kids. Now, I don't claim to be the best flint napper ever. I'm not the best flint napper ever. I'm fairly a beginner with that as a skill, but. As are we all. Though. We're studying the Stone Age. Um, so I teach history, as some of you might know. Um, so I'm teaching the Stone Age to Year 3. And uh, I came up with the idea of having a Stone Age day, uh, like I did the Viking Day last year. And so I'm going to show them how actually a, a hand axe or an arrowhead was made. So I'm going to nap with them 
and they're just going to watch that bit but I'll just do a little bit and then I'll have examples made up that's brilliant um, that of them at different yeah. stages I've got my arrows that I made as well with the with the uh, pine pitch glue and the natural cordage I and love that yeah feathers and they can actually pass all these things around yeah those physical props mean the world to them yeah exactly and then they can sit on hides because some of them will never have sat on a hide or, or felt the, the warmth quality of Felt the hair of the animal, exactly. other than a dog and a cat. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we're going to have a whole like experience day. We're going to do a little bit of tracking, play a little game, a I little think tracking it also game. Tempers them to that, you know, that um, stigma of a dead animal is a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've talked about that because you know, they can be vegetarian or vegan yeah. or whatever they like, but to you know to be able to appreciate a material as a material. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've is, we've talked all about essential. hunting and and the transition from the sort of Paleolithic up to the Neolithic and how it was originally hunter-gathering. That was how they survived and then... Were well, they quite enthusiastic? They loved it. They, <laughs> they, they all wrote a diary about the life of a hunter-gatherer and See, like, what they were doing and they were talking <laughs> yeah. about... I, I taught them all about flint and then we, we've now gone on from the Neolithic and looking at the, the Bronze Age even and um, we were talking about how they sort of developed farming and and uh, bronze tools by mixing tin and copper. I remember you saying some of their exams, they came out and they were given the right answers. <laughs> they were, and, like, and I was yes. like, yes! Um, and <laughs> it was just really tin, interesting tin to see how to interested <laughs> they all were in, in cavemen and, and women. It was just uh, amazing. But education is uh, such a hard thing as it is. So, yeah. so in order to, for you like to be able to create such a, an environment where education is fun, yeah. you know, it's, it's That's such the real a powerful challenge. tool. And, you know, I, I think if I look back on my education, the, the teachers that had influence over me and the teachers that I loved are the ones that made it engaging. So yeah. for you to do that, like, you know, you are what every child dreams of having. So, like, yeah. kudos Don't to you. Don't get like, a big head. Kudos um, to you. Cause no, yeah, like, literally, I had a geography <laughs> teacher who loved Ray Mears as well, and, like, that was instant. Like, I was like, he's my G. <laughs> he's yeah, my, my dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we meshed, and he was, like, my geography teacher. So we were, like... And he'd like make subtle references in class to like people like when we're talking about Namibia or whatever, yeah. he'd like make little suggestions and then look over at me and he'd be like, Tracks. I know you know through the episode, <laughs> or whatever, you know, like, I know you watch that episode as well. That's amazing, yeah. So it's great. So Shout we're also out Mr. Carlisle. love Mr. Carlisle. Oh, I wish I'd met, met Mr. Carlisle, sounds yeah. like a legend. Legend. Um, so we're also bringing in a hand drill and they're gonna have a go at. Just, ho- just happening. I mean, they're not going to be able to do it for long. I don't want anyone getting blisters or anything. But um, no, but just to yeah. have that aesthetic and, and just to see you it. do it, yeah, and be able to kind of understand so how the action works. It's funny because I'd lost my hand drill set, so I, I realised this um, on on the when was it? It was Thursday. Oh no! So Thursday night, ten o'clock. I'm outside whittling a new hand drill set because I know I have to do demonstrations on Tuesday. And I was like, I was like getting an ember. I was like, I got an ember. I did it. I did it. I can't work for the next week because I got no hands. Got blisters. No, I don't. Uh, my hands are actually all right at the moment. Your temperature, so, yeah. So that'll well. be all right. But we'll see how they hold up to doing like ten demos of it on Tuesday. We'll see. Wow. It will, uh, if anything, be good good practice and I guess that's the kind of um, take 
take back from this kind of episode that we all want to share, isn't it? It's kind of get out of there and practice these skills. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, share your skills. Don't don't take anyone else's opinion to heart because no. your way is as valuable as anyone other, yeah. else's way. And and be kind to others about what they're doing. Like yeah. give people the space to experiment and try things and learn. And and if you, you are going to make a suggestion, just be kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Because the, the thing is that I've very much welcomed is is suggestions and better ways of doing it. And yeah. I've had like numerous comments and they've mostly all been so pleasant and I've, I've always made a, a point of comment saying thank you like that's actually a really good mindset or that's a really yeah. good point you've made thank you for that there are some people who are like <laughs> oh you're just rubbish and they say yeah there's always <laughs> them yeah thanks thank you I'm sure we'll get some of them <laughs> yeah let's but, just have a bit of constructive it's like with our, <laughs> yeah. with our podcast when we started this we said we didn't want it to have all the fancy production values we literally just wanted it to be blokes having a chat around a campfire and we're going to stick to that because yeah. it, it is it is what we want this to be this is all one take and I think um, it is what it is it is it's, you know you and get the unfiltered if we real us yeah and it's not product it's not produced it's not um, it, yeah you can hear the, the girls laughing in the background you know <laughs> that's <laughs> all adding to it if we don't get to dinner soon we might not make it to another yeah, podcast no. <laughs> Emma's looking uh, rather dangerously at me so I think we, we all better go and eat the lovely chicken that they've yes. cooked us yeah um, but I hope you've enjoyed this rather nice lengthy catch up thank you for having me um, on boys no honestly um, where, can, where can our listeners I keep going to say viewers because I'm so used, <laughs> so to, used to it filming yeah. YouTube but um, where can our listeners go and view your content and also see the awesome production work you're doing for yeah, TGS so Outdoors? My, my personal stuff is OB Outdoors, O-W-B-Y Outdoors, and that's on Instagram and YouTube. And then the channel I've recently started working for over the last six months is TGS Outdoors, and that's mostly shooting related. So if you're into your guns, shotguns and rifles, oh, yeah. that is the oh, place yeah. to go in terms of UK. If you want Jeremy Clarkson, but gun-related stuff and a bit more sexy, that's the place to go. Hey, <laughs> you heard it like You've sold it to me. I'm going straight home <laughs> to watch it. We'll put the link in the description and the bio of the podcast. And again, look, honestly, me and Tom always say this, but huge thanks. Yeah, like we are, we're amazed that anyone wants to listen to us, let alone the numbers we've been getting. So thank you so much for sticking with us. And I know we're not able to do it as frequently now we're, we're both working so hard. Um, like we're both really really busy in our personal lives but we will record episodes as and when we can and yeah. hopefully they will make you guys enjoy and feel like you're with us definitely and I mean one little thing I wanted to little pump for myself quickly here Yeah, I've um, got an upcoming live stream starting for Primal oh, cool. Nomad so I will put that out in a little announcement on the Instagram pages for both myself and Wodesman and maybe in an episode if it comes out beforehand but yeah it's just something where you can come along join me on a journey while I'm out in the woods or on a walk or it's a great idea, whatever man. and um, ask me questions come and learn with me and uh, yeah hopefully you guys will join me it'll be on Twitch and YouTube so yeah it'd be awesome to see some of you guys for the premiere the first ever stream so I'll keep that. you posted <laughs> that's awesome well I, I wish like you that. all the best for that thank you Out, yeah. Owen thank you so much for coming on thank it's you. been a pleasure it's been so much fun. Uh, I think we all need another beer. Yeah, I reckon so. We need to go and help the, 
the the ladies dish up. Yeah, I think Yorkshire pudding time. Yorkshire pudding time. We've got roast <laughs> chicken. It's spit roasted for hours. It has. Uh, Emma's done her magic. She's roast filled potatoes. it with uh, lovely like herbs and butter. It should be absolutely delicious. We've got some homegrown parsnips in there. <sighs> homegrown parsnips by Liam and Ellie, and yeah, it's just going to be sublime. And so that hot chocolate Obi is going to be amazing. Yeah, some Bailey's hot chocolate. Love Fire it. it up. Let's do it. We're going to go enjoy that, guys. You have a lovely rest of your evening and uh, speak to you guys in the next one. Yeah. Ciao, ciao. Bye, guys. Bye.